Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. God wants to bless His people. The blessing of God is the original plan for Adam and Eve. But the curses came into the world because Adam and Eve rebelled against God and disobeyed God. And after they got into trouble, God still was looking around in the world to find a man or a woman who have faith and want to obey him. Definitely, he found Noah. Noah found favor in the eyes of God because Noah walked righteously with God. Walk blamelessly, and he has faith. And God showed His best plan for him by saving him from the flood, and save his whole family. And later on, God found Abraham. So we learn the story of Abraham a lot more than Noah. Abraham is the father of our faith. Abraham walked with God by faith and obedience. And one day, God talked to him, Abraham, I want to bless you. And multiply you exceedingly. I want to give you the best. I want to bless you. That's why, in the Christian language, we call the blessing of God the blessing of Abraham. In the book of Galatians, chapter three, verse thirteen and fourteen, talk about the blessing of Abraham. And God said to Abraham, Abraham, you do your part. You walk before me, and you are blameless. And as for me. God say, "As for me, I make a covenant with you. I will bless you and multiply your seed." And that's what happened. After that, Abraham became the ancestor of Jesus Christ. He became the fathers of many nations, including Thai people, Vietnamese people, Indonesian people. We came to know Jesus through Abraham, and through Abraham, Jesus Christ was born into the world, our Savior. And after we put our faith in Jesus, we become a child of God, and we are co-heir with Christ. We are the co-heir with Abraham. What I mean is that we have the right to receive the blessing of Abraham, but we need to make the covenant with God the same way Abraham made covenant with God. Let's shake hand. Let's make the covenant. You will bless me, but I will also walk blamelessly. I will walk uprightly. I will obey you, serve you, and be faithful to you. We learn that in order to receive the blessing from God or God's best, we need to make a very serious commitment and. Unwavering determination, and also consistent faith and commitment to God, because it's so easy for us to give up and throw in a towel. We need to learn how to walk with God, no matter what happens. We're gonna do excellent for God. We're gonna be blameless. Whatever God say, we're gonna obey Him, do the right thing before His eyes. Definitely, we cannot do that by our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus say, 
you are not an orphan. I will leave this world, but after I leave, I will send the Helper to you, the Counselor, the Helper to you. That is the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was a Buddhist, I memorized many law of Buddhism, many nine laws, eleven, twelve laws, hundred laws. But I could not do anything with those law. After I memorized the law, I turn around. I still lie. I still gossip. I still did bad things because I could not do it myself. And after I came to know Jesus Christ, thank God, the Holy Spirit came into me. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. He changed me from the inside, cleansed me from the inside to have the heart for God, to love God, to have faith in God, and I began to obey the command of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. We learned from the last lesson that in order to receive the best from God, we need to make a decision to honor Him by giving. Our best to Him as well, consistently giving our best to God. We sow the seed, best thing to God, which means we walk uprightly. We're gonna do excellent thing, the best for God. Step by step, we're gonna keep improving in our walk with God, our walk of faith, love, our faithfulness, our service to God, the way we talk, the way we worship God. We're gonna keep improving. And get better and better in excellent way. If you want God's best in your life, like Abraham. But now I want to share something more. Yes, we should give to God. We should give time. We should give our energy, service, talents, our spiritual gift. We should give our material, give our money. We give our life to God, our worship to God. We give to God, but just giving to God what we have is not enough. We need to give with the right attitude. So the teaching right now, we're going to talk about attitude is everything. Giving is one thing, but attitude is important because if we have bad attitudes, wrong attitudes, we're going to get into trouble. But when we give with the right attitude, we will receive God's best at the end. So we need to check our attitude in giving, in serving, in doing the things for God. Many Christians in the world give to God with the wrong attitude. They give out of drudgery, which means boringly. They give out of religious obligation. I have to give. I have to go to church. I need to write that check. I have to. Religious obligation. They give out of duty, out of fear. They are afraid that God is going to spank them, so they give out of fear. If we give to God with those wrong attitudes, we cannot receive God's best. God look at our heart more than our appearance. If we want to do something to God, we do with the right heart. We should give to God out of love, out of honor, out of respect, out of reverence or the fear of God. We should give to God out of thankfulness or gratitude in our heart. And the New Testament tell us about our attitude. Very important. 
Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, gladden yourself in Him. Again, I say, rejoice. So if you're going to give to God, we're going to come to the camp, we're going to go to church on Sunday, we're going to serve God, go to the care group, we're going to follow up new believers or reach out to the non-believers, we serve Him, we serve Him joyfully with a right heart. Don't have a long face and complain, why I have to go to church, why I have to wake up, why my mom wake me up on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. I want to sleep in. <laughs> I'm so mad that I have to come to church. No, you go to church to worship God with a joyful heart. Look at what King David say, the same thing in Psalm 37 verse 4. Do you want God to give you the desire of your heart? I noticed that when I pray, God, give me the desires. I say, I need a job in America. I want to be trained to be a neurosurgeon, American Board of Neurosurgery. When I was a new believer, I pray, God, I want to study in America. At that generation, because of the Vietnam War, all the Asian doctors could not come to the U.S. because the American soldier came back to America to go to medical school. So the whole American medical school system and training were filled with American soldiers who came back from Vietnam. So for me to come in that generation in 1985, it looked impossible. But I pray, the desire of my heart, I want to come here to study. And God fulfilled the desire of my heart. What is the key that God fulfilled the desire of my heart? Because when I was a new believer, I enjoy going to church. I love to worship God. I love to serve God. I joyfully read the Bible. I went to Bible study joyfully. I delight in the Lord my God. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. When you delight yourself, your attitude is, I joyfully serve the Lord. I love God. I'm glad I come to church. I'm glad that I serve God. I'm glad that I wash dishes in the church on Sunday. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You wash dishes in the church and you smile and you sing song to God. <laughs> when I first came to America, it was so funny. I was a new believer at that time, 1985. I just got saved only a few years. And I never forgot, I went to one American church and the worship leader come up and sing, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And the whole congregation, everyone, the joy of the Lord. I look around, why people have a long face and they look so serious. Oh, they just sing song out of tradition. We should sing the joy of the Lord and laugh and smile. Because we delight ourselves in the presence of God. Actually, the Bible has so many verses talk about rejoice in the Lord your God. So many scriptures in the Old Testament and New Testament. So we, our attitude should be, I joyfully give to God, serve God, worship God, love God, and want to do the best thing for God. You need to be joyful in following your God. And when you do that, the Lord smile from heaven and want to give you more and more.
good things, and I even practiced this in a, as a human being. When I first came to America and worked for University of Washington, without pay, without salary, oh, I heard my coworker, American doctor, always gossip about my boss, and always talk bad about the chairman of the department. That mad at the chairman. The chairman was very strict to them. They're so unhappy with the chairman, but they could not say much in front of him because they don't want to be fired from the job. They were not happy, but I decided I'm going to serve my boss, Dr. Richard Win, joyfully. So when I meet him, I always smile. Thank you, Dr. Win. I'm so glad to be here. Even though I lose sleep, I could not sleep well because the emergency room at Harborview Hospital called me at night. I still come and smile and happy. I walk in the ICU on the 12th floor at the Harborview Hospital, and all the nurses saw me that I smile and happy and take care of the patient. My boss noticed me that I would joyfully serve him. He promoted me within a year, and I became his most favorite employee. Whatever I ask him, he said, "Go for it," because I joyfully served him. I did not have a long face. I did not complain. Joyful serving and giving give you favor. Your boss on earth gonna like you when you serve him joyfully, and the boss in heaven gonna bless you, give you favor even more than human boss. Because you joyfully serve him, give to him, and you delight in the Lord your God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You like that? Yes. I want that in my life. If you want to experience God's best in your life, you must make sure that you have right attitudes in your heart regarding your life of service, regarding financial offering, regarding your giving your life to God. Make sure that you have the right heart. You need to understand in your heart that when you give to God money, time, energy, service to God, it means that you serve and give out of love. You love Jesus because Jesus died for you. He saved you. You don't serve and try to do things or give in order to get reputation. Get acceptance from man, get position in the church, or get honor from human being, or try to prove to people that I'm great, I'm rich, I'm so capable. No, 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 no. You serve sincerely, joyfully, because you love the Lord. Your biggest motivation is love. You love Him because He loved you first. If you give grudgingly. You give to God out of duty. It means money control you. You love money more than God, but you love God so much you give joyfully. And not only that, you need to understand the motive in your heart. Why God bless you? Do you know why does God bless you? Do you know the reason? I want to tell you. Not just only He loved you. The reason He blessed you because. He wants you to be the blessing. How can you bless other people if you are not blessed? That's in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. God say, Abraham, I bless you. 
so that you can be the blessing to the nations. So every time I receive blessing from God, when I got the position at University of Washington, when I get the job at Bellevue and Kirkland area to become a neurosurgeon in a good clinic there, when I got the job and got good salary, I was thinking, "Ha, huh, good! I can have good income now to bless the church, to serve God, to do the mission for God. I can use my money to bless the kingdom of God. I am blessed. You are blessed, so that we can be the blessing." That is the attitude. Bless me, Lord, so I can bless other people. Amen. That is the right attitude. We don't want to be blessed just because we are stingy, greedy, and love money. We want to be blessed, and we know the proper way how to give to God. That when we give to God, we are not paying our debt, but we sowing the seed of love. You give to God. Your time, your energy, your money, because you acknowledge His goodness, His grace, His mercy in your life. How many times we make mistakes? How many times we get into trouble? But by His grace, by His mercy, He saved us. He healed us. And when we count the blessing, I like the old song of Baptist Church called "Count Your Blessing." I don't know how to sing now. Yeah, count one, one by one. I love that song because every time I heard that song, I think, yes, I count the blessing, and I acknowledge that the Lord is my helper, He is my savior, He is my healer, He is my good God, He is my victory. He fight the battle for me, and I come to this point of my life because He loved me so much. Many Christian. Have wrong attitudes about giving and serving. When we serve and we give, we should do it with the attitude of gratitude, to let him know that I am thankful. I am thankful for what Jesus did for me. I'm thankful that you suffered on the cross for me. I'm thankful that you sent that American missionary to tell me the good news. I'm thankful that you sent somebody to tell me about Jesus. I'm thankful that you fill me with the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful that you provide for me. You give God with the attitude of gratitude, and you look at God with honor and respect. You don't do it out of religious obligation. You don't do it because you have to do it, or you must do it. You do it because you fall in love with Jesus Christ. Because you want to honor him, you want to let him know that he is the master. He's the king of all kings. He's the lord of all lords. He is the owner of my life. He's my creator. I did not come from monkey. I did not look like monkey at all. I look like you. I was created in the image of God. Amen. Look at the person next to you. Do they look like monkeys? You don't look like. Apes at all? You were created by God. He created you, and we're gonna learn again from the life of Abraham. You remember God said to Abraham in the book of Genesis, "As for me, I will bless you, I will multiply you exceedingly, and I'll make a covenant with you." And Abraham also make a covenant with God. 
Look at what happened to Abraham to show us that why Abraham received God's best to the end of his life. Genesis chapter 14 verse 17 say, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. After his return from the defeat of Shedolomer and the king who were with him, what happened is that at that time in Genesis chapter 14, four kings joined together. The head of these four kings, his name is Kedolomer. It's hard to read. I'm sorry if I say it wrong in English. This king is the head of four kings. And five kings were under this king at the beginning. And these five kings began to rebel against this main king. So they rebelled and they began to fight in the battle. While they're fighting, what happened? This king, Kedor Laumer, won the battle and got all the things from those five kings, including the son of Abraham's brother named Lot. They took all the good, all the materials from the, those kings because at that time, Lot lived in Sodom. So Lot was the captive in that nation. When Abraham heard that, Abraham gathered his men, 318 men, divided them up and went to fight with these four kings. 318 men fought with four kings. It looked impossible to win. Is that right? But Abraham won the battle and he took Lot and the good and the spoil, everything back. And after he won the battle, kings of Sodom, that's verse 17 say, king of Sodom went out to meet Abraham at the valley of Shaveh. And let me read verse 18 to 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God, most high. King Melchizedek was both the king and the priest. This is the shadow of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ was the king and also he was the priest. So Melchizedek in that generation was a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know his history very well. And he blessed him, Abraham, and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who had delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, Abraham, or Abraham, gave him a tithe of all. So what happened here? the representative of Jesus Christ in that generation, the king Melchizedek show up. And he said, bless you, Abraham. Do you know the Hebrew language, the word bless mean? Do you know? The word bless mean empower to prosper. Everyone say, empowered to prosper. Is that the best thing from God? Yes, God wants to give you the best. Yes. Empower to 
prosper. And not only that, King Melchizedek spoke out loud that everyone in the room could hear him. Bless this Abraham. He spoke out loud. Why he spoke out loud? Because he wanted to announce that the victory, the blessing, the prosperity, and all the good things that happened to Abraham did not come from man, did not come from himself. They came from the Almighty God, who gave us prosperity, who gave us victory, who gave us good health, who gave us strength, wisdom, grace, favor, open door. God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, He wants the whole world to know the source of your supply, the source of your victory, the source of your healing, the source of your prosperity, and best thing in your life come from the Almighty God. Amen. And Abraham knew it. He knew this truth. He knew. The king of Sodom. If you read the Bible, continue to read this chapter. The king of Sodom said to him, "Hey, Abraham, thank you that you won the battle. And how about this? You get all this good and this spoil and all the good things with you. Go home." And you know what Abraham said? Abraham said to king of Sodom, "Even your shoelace or your sandal strap from your shoes, I will not take it." Because I don't want anybody to tell me or tell the world that my blessing come from human being. He want to announce that my victory, my prosperity, my blessing comes from the Lord. I will not take from man. Abraham had faith in God, and he respond to God with the right attitude. He honor God. He give God the credit. He respect God. He love God. He show gratitude to God. He lift up his hand, and he say, "Whatever I have right now from this battle, I gonna give God ten percent." Every Sunday when you come to give tie to the Lord, you need to come with the attitude like Abraham. God, my success and prosperity come from you. I want to give back to you. To show you that I'm grateful, and I love you, I honor you. I know you are the source of supply in my life. I don't give this out of religious duty, not because I have to, but because I love you, reverence you, respect you, and I'm thankful to you. If you can live that kind of lifestyle all the day of your life. You're gonna experience what Abraham experienced. You're gonna experience God's best all the days of your life, because He is your source of supply. Let me read again Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. This is a key word, the key verse of this teaching series. Abraham was now a very old man, and the Lord had blessed him in every Way. This scripture tell us 
the outcome of his attitude. Abraham had an attitude of gratitude. He honored God. He loved God. He served God. He gave to God finances and material because he want to honor God. He is very thankful to God. You know that King David was very rich too. King David won every battle he fought. King David was so anointed by God. King David received God's best too, even though he was a shepherd in the field. When the prophet Samuel came to his dad's house, Jesse did not even think about David, the boy. No, he is in the shepherd field. Why don't you anoint other brothers in the house? David was not even in the heart of his father when Samuel showed up. But because David has the right attitude, when you read the book of Psalm, you can see the attitude of David toward God. That's why God appointed him, anointed him to be the king of Israel. That's why he won every battle. That's why he was so rich. That's why he was so successful. And look at what he wrote in the book of First Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 29. This is what King David said. Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. King David said, My God deserves all the glory. My God is my provider. He is the source of my supply. He gave me victory over lions and Goliath. He gave me victory in the battles. He was the one who anointed me to be the king. I appreciate. I'm thankful. I'm going to give to you my offering with a thankful heart. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and for His mercy endures forever. Every time we serve God, spend our time, money, energy, we give financial offering to God, we should think this way. The Lord is good to me. His mercy endures forever. He's so merciful to me. How many of you notice that God is so merciful to you? How many times in your life that you get into trouble and God saved you out? Yes. At one time, a patient of mine tried to make lawsuit against me. I got the letter from his lawyer. The lawyer said, get ready, we're going to take your house. Get ready, you're going to have to pay millions of dollars in this lawsuit. When I read the letter, I want to collapse at my, ta- at my desk at work. Actually, I did not do anything wrong to this patient. He got the stroke afterward, and he blamed that my surgery made him have stroke. But I didn't do it. Not related to at all. So I pray God, show mercy to me. I went to see my lawyer too. And I was really concerned because I don't want to go to court. I don't want to stand in front of the judge and uh, have all the jury. And uh, wow, what's going to happen? But I pray God, show mercy to me. Thank God. Just two weeks before I went to court, I got the phone call at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. Somebody called me and the number looked weird. Maybe a spam, but the Holy Spirit told me, pick it up, pick it up. So I picked the phone up. Hello, Mr. So-and-so, this is Dr. Lau. Yes. Oh, Dr. Lau, I'm your lawyer. Oh, you're my lawyer. I have the good news to you. They withdrew the case. You don't have to go to court. When I heard that, my tears come out. 
I was in the floor at Overlake Hospital making round. Thank you, Jesus. You are so merciful to me. I don't need to go to court. I don't need to go through this heartache. I went to court one time in my life for my boss that something happened at h a r b o r u Hospital and the patient sued my boss, so I have to keep witness. It was not fun at all to go to court. But God showed mercy. How many times God showed mercy to you? Wow, so many times. He is gracious to you, so we should give to Him with a thankful heart. We should give to Him with honor, with respect, and say, "God, no one forced me to do this. No one forced me to serve you, to come to church on Sunday. No one forced me to serve you in the ministry. I am thankful." Jesus, you die for me. Jesus, you pay the price for me. Jesus, you provide for me. You save me. I'm thankful. If you are thankful like that, all the days of your life, with the right attitude like that, you're joyful. You're thankful. You're gonna experience God's best in your life. Amen. So when you serve God, don't have a long face. Smile. When you walk into the church, smile. Thank God, I'm still alive today. My heart's still beating. I still have oxygen. I'm not in the hospital right now. Thank God, Amen. Thank God. I honor Him. I want to bless Him, Amen. So I cannot stop here and continue tomorrow morning. That we should have the right attitude. Don't miss this teaching. Very important. I'm giving you the keys. To really receive God's best in your life, God has made a determination and promise and choice already. He say, "As for me, I want to bless you. I want to give you the best." Now, it's your responsibility. God say, "How about you? What do you want? You want wholeness? That's why Jesus asked that." Man with infirmities that I read this morning in the book of John. Do you want to be made whole? So God asks you right now: Do you want to receive my best? Do you want to put your name in that scripture, Genesis chapter 24, verse 1? Do you want that? Peter Nguyen was now very old man, and the Lord has blessed. Peter Nguyen, in every way. Peter, do you want that? Do you want to be labeled like that? Joshua, Joshua now turned a young man. <laughs> He's not a kid anymore. And the Lord shall bless Joshua in every way. Is that your choice, Joshua? Amen. You're gonna be a man after God's own heart. You're gonna walk uprightly. You're gonna give to God with a thankful heart. How about the rest of the room here? Do you want to put your name in there? Yes. You want God's best. Yes. Now is your choice. God make His choice already, and now is your choice. You need to make a very firm, unwavering determination. All the days of your life, and 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 60 years from now. At that time, I will turn. Oh no, 60 years. 
50 years from now, when I turn 120 years old, I will meet Joshua. I will meet David. I meet. I talk to David. I talk to Ancober. I look at Ancober and David and Joshua. Wow! Genesis chapter 24, verse 1 also happened to you. You have been blessed in every way. God bless is on you because you make a decision after this year 2023 camp meeting. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We continue tomorrow morning, and we will learn more. What kind of attitude we should have in serving Him, giving to Him, living our life for God? Amen. I'm gonna pray to close and then invite one sister to come up to give testimony. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we learn that attitude is everything. Lord, we want to have the right attitude, like Abraham, like King David, the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of honor, respect, and love. We lift our hand and claim, like Abraham, you are my source of supply. You are my provider. No one in the world can say that my prosperity and success and victory, and all the good things that happened to me, to our church here, to the brand sister, came from human being. They came from you, Lord. Therefore, we honor you with our substance. We are thankful to you, Lord, who help us, provide for us, protect us. And has done good things to our life, and will continue to do good things to us, Lord. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com I'm so thirsty